1: You're tuned in to Oilers Nation
0: every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. Oilers Nation every day, and sometimes it's Oilers Nation twice a day. As we learned yesterday, big things happening. Let's get into it with the lead. You're happy to say that. I came up with that like You're literally good. 30 seconds ago. <laughs> I usually don't like uh, overly prep what I'm going to say in that first thing. Yeah. Um, and that one just came to me at the last second. You're a laugh at your own jokes guy. That was a good one. Oilers nation twice a day. Maybe we'll do it again today. If Kenny Holland makes a big oh, no, splash. Spitting rhymes. Hey, why not? Why not? <laughs> I, did that rabbit each, over did, here. I did that yesterday. Uh, it is a short for giant game day edition of the show today. We are coming to you live from the sports closet studio. Sportscloset.ca. Matias Ekholm, number 14. I'm sure they can hook you up. Or what is you, Devin Shore getting? Yeah, he's got 19. 19. But what is he getting? Oh, uh, what's the gift?
2: Uh, he got a reward of not being
0: sent down. For I week. think that is enough as well. That <laughs> yeah. is, that That's good bad. enough compensation. The Oilers were like, you will get an extra three days of NHL pay this month. And <laughs> yeah. he was like, hell yeah. Uh, it's going to be a busy show. A very busy show. Oh, if you're watching on the Nation is, Network YouTube, hammer the like button. Hammer the subscribe button if you aren't subscribed yet. We hit 9K subscribers yesterday. We had over 12,000 people watch our live reaction to Matthias Eckholm. Shout out to all the OGs in the chat. The people who were here early in the season when we were like, hey, there's 60 people in the chat. It's been, it's been it's awesome. It's amazing to see I, how far it's come. Good, good work. Everywhere. I love all the trade talk. I know that's why you're all here, which is why we went. Gave the little signal to the bullpen and waved in Frank Saravalli for today's show. We'll get to him in about 10 minutes' time. Does he throw a right or left? He's a righty. He's a big shutdown righty reliever. All right. Straight gas, too. Straight 99. Gas and volley? Liam is... Oh, there he is. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, honestly, I didn't even really prep for today's show. I, it, we're going to go whatever way the people want us to go.
2: Do we need to prep right now? No. I feel like we can just walk on the show and have about a million things to talk about with this team.
0: Well, what are we doing next? Well, should we talk about the trade? I guess you guys already did a live... Uh, I'm
2: I no. actually very curious about your reaction.
0: Yeah, and also now that you've had, and this is a question for people in the chat, you've had 24 hours to sleep on this bad boy. Aaron, Let's uh, let's flash this thing up. Eckholm and a sixth coming to Edmonton. Barry Reed Schaefer, a 2023 first and a 2024 fourth round pick. Friend of the show, Reed Schaefer, gone out the door. Oh, your reaction to this? We move. need a Preds Nation show to, to bring yeah, him back do. onto, eh? Um. So I just got the news. So on Tuesdays, I play ice hockey at 4 p.m. Mm. And that trade, what happened at 3:40 340 or 3:45, like some or 3:30 or something like that. So that trade happened and I was going through the emotions of it and it consumed me the whole time I was on the ice. Like I was that's just all you could think about all you could think about because you were I out there playing like Matias at home too. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, that's only a pond hockey on the <laughs> shutdown guy. There's enough <laughs> offensive guys on our pond hockey team. Uh, so I was initially like, we got our guy and yep. I know I say whatever it takes. And I do mean that I just feel like, Barry shouldn't have been a part of that transaction. I felt like Barry should have been a guy we should have tried to keep because he drives our power play. He's the more he's defensively been better um, this season and well-loved guy (laughs) in the room. Uh, So I thought him being part of the deal like that, I was upset about that. And so that's what I was processing during the game. And then you see, you know, after you see Connor's messages and everyone's message saying that, you know, like, Oh, he's loved and it's going to be missed. So I I felt like he shouldn't have been the guy that was in that package. Um, But so if you had the choice of not doing it or doing it the way they did, because that might have been the only option. So then I go back to we got our guy. So like I'm just like so and I'm sure it was probably explored about replacing him with someone else. Mm -hmm. Uh, in that deal, but it was, I guess who they're willing to replace him with is what I'd like to know. So like I've been, I've been hard on getting at home. We got him, So I'm yeah. pumped, but now, you know, since we let Barry go, I really need to know that there is another defensive move happening. Cause once again, I will, mm-hmm. I will be, I will give my full uh, f- thoughts and feelings on this yeah. once we're through this. Um, so That was a big name to go get. That is an impact player. It's going to help us in an area where we're extremely weak. So we got our guy. We got exact in that, in that window. So we got him, and I'm excited for that. Yeah. I, I think the way to look at it, if you want to go out, could they have kept Barry potentially? How else could you get four and a half out the door? Right. And that would have required probably two pieces. I I won't lie. I would have loved if it was Cody Cece in the deal instead. Right. You could have made that money work if it was just CC instead of Barry, but you don't know how it affects the other asks, or if Nashville was even willing to consider something like that. So we gave up a right shot; like we've really created a hole on the right side, just on the right side of the team. No, we didn't. This this Ekholm can play the right side is a folktale. Like, tell me how many minutes he's played his opposite side. I'm sure it's very limited, but I think he could, or he has in the past. Yeah. I don't know. And, I just don't and, think and maybe he's done a shift where he's played on his offside. I don't think you want him on those left side. Sure. So and that's- what are we getting? So once again, what are we doing to fix the hole? Now we have on the right side. Yeah. So this is from our friends at uh, daily face off at home by Jay Woodcroft is going to start on a pairing with Evan Bouchard. I'm actually really excited to see that. Duo. This is going to be good for him. This is that yep. kind of key thing. Yep. So this is going to protect Bouchard. This might allow us to see, I know I'm critical of Bouchard, but if he's insulated, he can be fine. So, yep. This now we get to see if we can get last season Bouchard back. The thing, though, we have to talk about Bouchard. And I wish the other should have been maybe thinking about their moves here. Is now he's going to quarterback our power play. I assume. I love it. That's great. Yeah. Should we not have extended him two weeks ago? Yeah, maybe. I also don't think like, if you go into a negotiation, chess game, man. I know, this, this but if you management. if you were to go into a negotiation with him at the end of the year and he scores six goals on the power play from now until the end of the season, it's not like like you can. It sit gets there and, used, man. I know it will, but if you're the Oilers, you can just sit there and go, okay, well, yeah, it's because we put you on the power. Play. Yeah, but uh, like what if you had done it all season? I would add yeah. 24 goals. Like the, that's great. So, but <laughs> but like it, it can't for the same reason. Yeah, the same yeah. reason they're going to use against them, yep. he can use against them. Sure. Right. It's the, the the opposite. So, you know, like if you're just if, if you're playing, you know, chestnut checkers, mm. maybe you should have extended them. Yeah. In I mean, January. I mean, maybe if you knew sure. the risk of Barry being gone. I also don't think you knew the risk of Barry being gone. Until... Or, or you maybe would have known two weeks ago because they yeah. would have been checking. Well, I, well, I don't, we don't think so. We don't I think know. this comes together pretty quick.
1: And yeah, this one fair.
0: in particular came together pretty quick. Um, in the chat, let us know: Are you waking up this morning? Were you more happy we have at home or sad we lost Barry and a first and our guy Ginger oh, Beef? I'll, I'll get I'll, I'll get over it. Yeah, as a little guy, I'm very upset about yeah. losing Ginger Beef. Got to open up a noodle noodle in Nashville now. I there's a couple narratives that are really driving me nuts though. Seems to be this weird and listen, I liked Reed Schaefer there's this weird thing going around with certain people where they're making it seem like they just traded like Connor freaking Bedard. It was like a lot of like, well, you know, every GM was asking about Reed Schaefer. That's, love, the, that's the prize prospect. And it's like, okay, sure. But is he though? It's or is, not is it like, Holloway? Or is it Borgo? And that's exactly my take. And it feels like there's some people who want to try to rain on this deal a little bit. Oh, the power play without Bouchard. Power play was first in the freaking NHL with Oscar Clefbaum. Go look at the per 60 numbers. The power play can be just as productive with Evan Bouchard. I think his shot doesn't get through as clean, but he also has a harder shot. And that makes me believe in the potential of it a little bit more. He's still a right shot. So you can still set him up for that one timer as well. It's a really good, it's a good fit still. And I know Jay Woodcroft said today, they might even mix Darnell nurse into the, into the power play a little bit, which I'm not as high on. I don't view him as a power play quarterback at all. But I, I, I believe in Bouchard being here.
2: Wasn't Nurse on the power play during the Canadian division year?
0: Yeah, he would have gone. Because that was the year they just brought in Barry.
2: But that was the year he had his like, career year, right?
0: Barry took it over, though, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, Barry I
2: took think it eventually over. he took it over, yeah. right? But I don't know. I do trust Nurse on that power play. I think he'll be kind of conservative. But we pay him a lot of money, so now it's his time to go and shine on the power play and maybe stack up some points a little bit, too. Yeah. But a lot of people are saying, go get Jacob Varana now.
0: Varana or Chikrin? Or,
2: well, both, but I'm trying to ignore the chickering comments for now.
0: I, How do you get Verana? I like Verana because yeah, I think I you're going to get him retained and he's going to be a little bit But, like, bit you need him twice retained. Not if He's five-something. Not if you move Yamamoto. But the only issue then is you're swapping a righty for a lefty. Like, I think they need to focus on the right Why side. Why do we go after Radish? He's a right shot guy, hey. cheap, cheap, and he's put in producing. Why don't we go after that guy? Why don't you go get Radish and Domi in one move? Well, Radish, oh, yeah. and now let's go get Chikrin. Well, that's an interesting one, too, because the LA Kings were the team that was going to be all in on Jacob Chikrin, right? That seemed like the natural fit. They go out and get Gavrikov, and we'll talk about that move in a bit. But now you look around the league. Okay, Edmonton was interested in Chikrin. Mm-hmm. They go get their guy. Um, Boston, interested in Chikrin. They go get their guy. Toronto, interested in Chikrin. To some extent, we heard a little bit, maybe not that much, but regardless, they go and get their guy. Guys, uh, guys, yeah, they really load up. But every team, for the most part, that's had interest in Chikrin at some point is going out and, and filling the spot. And I do think when you look at the deal for Gavrikov, Columbus had to really come down in their ask. They wanted a first and a third just straight up for Gavrikov. They wanted the Savard return, which would have been another pick on top of that they end up having to trade Corpus Allo in the move and take Jonathan Quick's money and they only get a first and a third and it's a conditional first that might not even be a first if the Kings don't make the playoffs this year. Columbus had to come down hard in their ask. Would you do Broberg in a second for Chicken? Yes. we have to get rid of a left shot D? Yes. And my thinking, I wouldn't have done that deal prior to Ekholm. But now I see that... But now there, we have Ekholm, that's the thing. It's, you if, would ha- if Chicken is not Eckholm. now we have Ekholm, which is amazing to say. Yep. So. How are you not tempted? I grant I think you'd have to move out some money. Some money. It's either Yamamoto. Maybe you could move out a CC in the deal. I don't know. But how are you not way more <laughs> we tempted? No, we if no. Rivals? Then we need. Then, then we need Trevor Van Riemsdyk. You I gotta know. pray that that <laughs> somehow Florida thinks they're done now and you get Gudas. Like no, we're just decimating the right side. <laughs> but if you can move out money, maybe it's even Yamamoto. I wouldn't have done second in Broberg a week ago. I would do a second in Broberg for Chickering today because, damn it, sign me up for three more years of Nurse Chickering Ekholm as the left side of your blue line. Yeah, yeah. Kulak now has to play the right side. I am, and which man. is just illusion. We always we yeah. always just say that oh this guy can play his offside. Why not? <sighs> Teach him to shoot the other way. Chickering's a righty, agree. right? He's a, he's a lefty. He's a lefty. He's a left shot. Yeah. Well, Nurse lefty. in that theory, Nurse should learn to shoot right because he's the nine million dollar guy.
2: I understand they the moving order. out of Broberg, a flat blade. but if you have to move out Broberg and Yammo and the pick to get Chikrin, I hope there's something else coming back as well on top
0: of Yeah, you were getting deal. Bukestad, which hits <laughs> yeah. on a board, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, that's a hell of a saying. Um, Frank's going to be along in a few minutes here to talk about all this. Yeah, let's get Chikrin. I'm ready yeah, again. I'm back. I'm back. Ready as well. I'm, 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 I've, I've I am i do not think... I canceled my order, chicken jersey order. Now I'm going to resubmit. I don't think it's something we should be holding our breath for. I'd love it, but I have a funny feeling, and maybe we'll get some insight from Frank on this. They're, they're probably looking to the forward market. I also, you know, it's the first time Ken Hollins traded a first-round pick as GM of the Oilers, and he well, basically traded two. They should have went after, like, and I, the, they left the window open, but they ended up resigning him, Jensen. Well, I mean, you just weren't going to get Jensen because they re-upped him, right? I think that's pretty clear. why they probably were waiting to see what they could get for him. Yeah, Someone wasn't aggressive enough because they value him high. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Um, The Oilers still have their second and third rounders coming this year. They have their first and second rounders next year. Their first in 2025. No second rounder in 2025. I believe that would have been a part of, yeah, the Zach Cassian deal over the summer. But you have your third in 2025. So really, you know, maybe six more picks that you could play with. Maybe you're talking about yeah. moving some fringe level prospects if if something else comes up. But you never know how much value those guys have to other organizations. Um, radish, great radish. There's a lot of names the Oilers could still go get. Uh, just taking a look at the YouTube chat. Lance says he bets two bucks. Ekholm's gonna score tonight. I'm if you can find it, let me know because I would bet on that in. in a heartbeat. I'm in. Is
2: um, how many more spots do Chicago have to retain money? Two.
0: They retained on Kane. They retained and on McCabe. McCabe. So and they, they have only four, have the one. Right?
2: Oh, you have three. Yeah, three, yeah. Okay. so they can
0: only retain on one. Interesting.
2: Radish should be good pick just for the value. Radish, yes, right shot. Played of Connor and Eerie as well. Did he? I'm pretty were sure. Were they there? Oh the same time. yeah, the There's, Eerie uh,
0: connection never fails. Never failed. worked every time. Look it's, at Warren Fogle. That's they were, not Eerie. That's not that Eerie. That's like Jim buddies.
2: He played in Eerie. Did he? Yeah, Warren Fogel. Not at the same time played in Aerie. I'm
0: fact-checking you. I'm fact-checking He
2: did. He played one year. You're
0: right, but it was 16-17. McDavid was gone.
2: Well, that's how he's here.
0: Because they're buddies.
2: Because they played an Aerie.
0: (laughs) But they didn't play an Aerie at the same time. They
2: played in Aerie at one
0: point. That's it. (laughs) That's the extent of what you're saying. Yes. You kill me sometimes, man. <laughs> All right, uh, we're live on the Nation Network YouTube, and I know a bunch of you are chomping at the bit because you want to hear from our insider, Frank Saravoli, and I'm here to tell you his appearance is brought to you by our friends at Star Mechanical. You can check out online at starmechanical.ca, Edmonton's top new home plumbing installer, and it's been that way for the last 20 years, whether you need some work done and a house you're renovating, or you need 24 seven emergency service. You can give him a call 780-481-8873. We now bring in the hardest working man in media. I just watched him at the bottom of my screen, wipe his eyes. Cause I'm sure he's gassed. Maybe a desk nap later today, Frank.
1: I, I told Tyler before we started uh, daily face off live earlier today, last night was the first time I ever fell asleep at my desk.
0: like, <laughs> Well, wasn't the quick two, thing like 1am your time?
1: Yeah, but then I spent the next hour chasing people to give me the final piece of the deal, which was a third round pick that I never got. And so I was up another hour and change. I was already in bed when the the actual thing was happening. I, I, oddly enough, got a tip that something was off in L.A., in Winnipeg for L.A. after the game. Something was up in their locker room. And so I texted a couple of players and said, what's going on? They said nothing like we we haven't heard anything. So I, I crawled into bed and then got a message saying, Jonathan Quick has just been traded. And I was like, okay, get out of bed. Go downstairs. <laughs> 225-ish I fell asleep and I woke up with like drool all over my face at like 10 of 3. <laughs> Half finished story and just like Quick hit the publish button and move on.
0: It's that time of year right now, and yesterday is one of the was one of the wildest days I can remember in terms of trade activity. Like In the hour and a half where we were recording Oilers Nation Radio, the Leafs alone made three trades, and then Edmonton makes their second deal of the day. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on the Matthias Ekholm move, Frank. The big debate here is not about what they got, but it's about what they gave up in Tyson Berry and a guy who was very well-liked in the room. Do you like this move by Ken Holland and the Oilers, or do you think maybe... Maybe they dipped a little bit too far into the cookie jar.
1: Look, I, I think this trade has benefits and it has risk. Um, you know, it, it's not always about what you give up, but I think in this case, with a team that has the best power play in the league and you rip the quarterback off of the power play to send him somewhere else, not to mention the idea that he was one of the most popular players in the dressing room. I think there's risk in that. I also think there's risk in Matthias Ekholm and his game uh, in general, you know, this is a defenseman that's a big guy, which we know Ken Holland values and his game has slowed of late. Like it's a fact of life. Father time remains undefeated. His feet aren't moving as quickly as they used to. And he was never really all that fast to begin with. So you have to worry, I think, about you know the sort of deterioration factor, the age chart, age curve, whatever you want to call it, that's significant. But in the here and now, what is the biggest and most apparent feature of this trade is that it's an enormous stylistic change. You take An offensive-minded power play quarterback and barry out and you sub him out with a guy who is essentially a better version of what you got from duncan keith last year and you hope that on your back end that's a big enough change there's been this big debate in edmonton all season long of do we need a defensive defenseman or do we need a uh someone that can move the puck better. And Eckholm does a little bit of both, but definitely shades way towards way more towards defensive defense.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I do think some people are maybe overlooking. Like he does make a good first pass. Like you said, he does a little bit of both. Um, but losing Tyson Barry will certainly hurt in the puck moving department and on the power play. I mean, it's it's Evan Bouchard's job now, and it'll be interesting to see how that maybe ends not. up playing out
1: uh Continue. you heard uh you heard jay woodcroft no. say today that it may be darnell nurse that gets a, a look in that spot
0: uh yeah i could see that we were talking about that earlier in the show too that nurse kind of held that role before barry got here in that first year barry got here nurse uh, got some time on the Oilers' top unit power play as well uh so we've broken this down a hundred different ways frank and there's probably no denying ken Holland ain't done there's more that he needs he's to do and he's hobby. got a little bit of money because when you look at yesterday, it was four and a half plus three, seven and a half going out and the four percent retained on ECOMs down to six. So they opened up about what one and a half million dollars yesterday uh to to potentially make another Hold move. Up. Thanks. Uh, so what are you thinking, Frank? What are you hearing? What could old Kenny Holland get up to?
1: Yeah, it's 1.3 million, and it can actually be a bit more than that, depending on if they're keeping Kyler Yamamoto, depending on if they're keeping Warren Fogle. They could move either one of those players to create more space if need be. And so, what that does is at 1.3, assuming that you are going to get the other team that's involved in this next transaction to eat half, you're essentially looking at a $2.6 million player. Uh, that you can add to your group right at this moment in time without the consideration of trading some of those pieces. So that's the exact market that the Oilers are looking in today. And they've been active again already uh, to try and hone in on a few players that may fit. Um, I think there's been lots of names that have been thrown out there. We heard Nick Bugstad earlier. Max Domi, I think, is, is in the mix. Um there's there's a whole selection of players that are kind of in that range that you could fit in. Um I'd be curious to see which way they go. We know that again, we know Ken Holland values size. Uh he values it more on the back end than he does up front, but we've been talking for a long time this year about the Oilers finding a different element. Someone that maybe has a bit of an edge to them, someone that can bring you something different into the mix as opposed to the one dimension collection of skill players that you have now
0: who are you describing there when you when you say that that's a based on who's available
1: yeah i i would say someone that has speed uh someone that has you know a physicality a, a, an edge to their game um
0: tyler Bertuzzi.
1: yeah like Okay, so I hate saying Tyler Bertuzzi because I think it's such a tired narrative. And in fact, I think the Oilers probably hate and would repel against the optics of Ken Holland making a trade with the Detroit Red Wings. But that is a, a near ideal stylistic fit if you're thinking of someone that has high end skill, that has bite. Um, that can do a lot of different things for your team and also doesn't get you into cap trouble moving forward because he's depending on unrestricted free agent. So that's, a, I think, a great fit. I also, if you're going to stay in Detroit, again, hate the notion and the optics, but Jacob Verana, one of the best goal scorers in the league on a goals per 60 basis when you go back over the last four or five seasons, like at even strength north nice. of, of Alex Ovechkin, um, that... Detroit, he's not staying there. Whether it's at this deadline, whether it's in the summer, he's not coming back next year. So if they buy him out, that's one thing. If they trade him in full, that's another. It's more expensive to trade um, for him now, given the cap hit, but would Detroit, Detroit be willing to eat a percentage of what that buyout is in order to make the money work? Just another name to add to the list.
0: So on watch for another forward, potentially. Uh, what about think, an extra? Def- I think there's the potential, just D-man. so you know, for two, two forwards, two forwards. Hmm. Max Domi, Taylor Radish. Yeah, Taylor Radish. You think that he a, scores a ton and he's a right shot. I mean, we, need need a right, righties. we need a righty.
1: Uh, yeah, I like Taylor Radish. Um, and I think that contract next year is extremely valuable at he's actually technically under league minimum next year. It bumps to 775 and he's at 758 or something like that. Value scores four, he's 14-15 goals this year. He's not like super flashy, but he's been productive and it's not there's not a another edge or or element to his game, but for that price point. The problem is when you start talking about that price point, it becomes more expensive to acquire. Yeah,
0: Mm -hmm. that's fair. Uh, What about on the blue line? Like we look at a group of seven right now when you have DeHarnay as sort of that extra piece. And I think a lot of people kind of agree with the notion that you need kind of eight D-men at least to make it through a playoff run. I think they could benefit from going out and adding another depth piece because I don't think you can have, if you hit injuries, I don't want Marcus Niemalainen Playing playoff games for me necessarily. Do you agree with the fact that they could probably benefit from another D-man as well? I esque, mean, like someone low.
1: They've been down the Kulikov path already. Uh, am I am I misremembering it? it? Was Was he on the team in the bubble?
0: Yeah, yeah, he was.
1: Was there like giant pizzas served up the middle of the ice at Rogers Place in that five game series?
0: Big big pizza guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Still having nightmares about that. Um, but like, yes, in terms of acquisition price, like that's the neighborhood I think you'd be thinking in. Let me say this. Teams twist themselves into mental pretzels every time trying to figure out how do we go get this next guy that's a depth piece. I don't think Nimalainen is any different or any worse than Kulikov or someone else. In that juncture, like if you're going to spend assets, make it be meaningful.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. Chickren, we're back on Chickren then. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's possible. And yeah, and it, yeah. If they wanted, they would have gotten it. If they
1: were going to do it, it was going to be Chickren instead of Ekholm. And I think for a while there on Tuesday, it was going to be Chickren. And I think they were. They were very flirtatious with it because my understanding is would not take a contract back in order to make it work, which is why they then went out and moved Paulyarvi to Carolina. And I was preparing personally um, and making calls thinking that Chicken was going to end up being the guy because they were waffling back and forth between the two of them.
0: Interesting. So it was it could have potentially been that close um where so else did here, i want let me to go ask you this and okay. this is sure. not
1: this is not to um to stir up anything and even though i'm sure that's what this clip is going to do at the end of the <laughs> mm-hmm. day whenever chicken goes how much more is he going to go for than what the oilers paid for Eckholm?
0: i'm not gonna like Am I wrong to say that like the first in Reed Schaefer might've been enough to get Chikrin done if you could have made the money work? Cause aren't we hearing like two first round pick assets or is it way more than that?
1: So there is more to it than just that. And the interesting yeah. part about Schaefer is that other teams had asked for Schaefer and the Oilers said no. So to get him to that point, Nashville was asking for two first round picks. They end up with Schaefer and a first, which is the equivalent of that. So then there would have needed to be another prospect involved to get Chikarin plus to then you know I guess make some of the money work now um based on not moving Barry if that makes any sense but yeah. then if you have Barry do you really need Chikarin like there's a whole sort of uh complication in there in terms of how you build out the team but I don't like I think at the end of the day he's He's not going to go for much more than, than what the Oilers already paid for Echol.
0: Interesting. One- so you think the Oilers are still potentially two moves and both forwards?
2: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
1: That's the way I would handicap it now. I, I, it's at least one trade, maybe two. Okay.
0: All right, let's go. I kind of hope they save it for Friday, but there's still a lot of stuff that could happen around the league. We talked about you know the disruption or potential disruption that comes along with trading a guy like Tyson Berry out of uh, out of the locker room. How about what the LA Kings did with Jonathan Quick? I know we talked about this on Daily Face Off Live, which people should go check out if they haven't watched today's episode yet. It was great. Um, but that feels like one where like, you're not just trading a guy who's liked in the room. You're trading like a franchise legend, Frank.
1: Yeah, and I've I've gotten more detail of late. And I think everyone's disappointment involves around or revolves around how the Kings managed it. At no point in this process was Jonathan Quick brought in and said, hey, we might trade you. Hey, you know, just a heads up. And they don't technically owe him any of that. Um, He does not have a no trade. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. I think he signed this contract extension before he actually won a cup in 2012. Mm. And... It's an amazing story, actually, and not that many people remember it because he's been so good for so long. He's actually playing in the ECHL for a bit, and wow. he's this guy that on a team that in in Edmund, in um, Los Angeles they couldn't get it right in net. You know, think about all the different guys that they ran through there—Roman uh, Monik and go down the list. They were lost for <laughs> a unibrow. long time. The uh, we had the unibrow here in Philly, so I remember the unibrow well. He was a a combustible human being. But they sign quick to this massive 10-year deal on July 12th, July 1, 2012. So I guess right after winning the cup and he doesn't have the no trade protection. And he gets told yesterday on his way to the bus in Winnipeg that he's been traded that just like bus hurts. Bus to the like, game, I'm sorry. Or bus
0: after the game, bus, after. Bus, bus a- after.
1: bus after the game, walking out of the arena. And that hurts. It just does. Like there was no communication, there was no heads up. It's just, hey, we've traded you. And I think there was even some recent dialogue in the last number of weeks of would you take a low money deal to come back and play here next year? And I think the answer was yes. And so it was not on his radar to be going anywhere. And that's, just you know, I think here's my argument that I would make. No one feels bad for these guys. They are millionaires and they're being traded to go live in another, you know, cushy place and make more millions of dollars somewhere else. But on a team of 23 players, there's probably 20 of them that are more or less pieces of meat, right? and this guy having won two stanley cups and been the mvp of one of those playoff runs and seen your team through good and bad probably just deserved a little more consideration in terms of managing that Mm -hmm.
0: someone yesterday had the photoshop of the sword through the back Fleury esque with blake written on the blade I thought that was funny, which uh, also ties up into the new episode of Frankly Speaking that'll be available later today with Alan Walsh, the agent for Marc-Andre Fleury. So there you go.
1: The master of memes. And I actually asked him about his recent tweet about Jonathan Huberto. So check that out in the episode.
0: What are the flames going to do, Frank? I know we're keeping you long, so I'll let you go right away. But one more Alberta related question. What are the flames going to do?
1: Uh, they are monitoring prices. They think the prices that have been paid have been too high. And I think they will end up being a buyer in a very lowercase sense of, you just mentioned, I kind of hope for the Oilers it waits until Friday. They may identify a fit today or tomorrow and say, "We're right. this is the Oilers I'm talking about. We're going to go out and trade for this guy because we think he's a better fit than anyone else. And we want to make sure that we're not holding the bag. But they might take the approach that the Flames have been taking all deadline, which is they think there's more players available than there are teams buying. That may especially be the case after so many teams have gotten shopping done, that they may be able to add a player. And I said this on Barnburner today at a very low price. It's not a huge needle mover, but may help on the margins to get their team in the playoffs without having given up a lot. And the example I always come back to is last year at the deadline. :50 p.m. Eastern, 10 minutes to go, I actually got a text saying, "Max Domi hasn't been traded, can't believe it." And he literally went at 2:59 for a sixth- round pick and scored a game-winning goal in the playoffs. That might be in line with what the Flames are looking at of just find something to help you that doesn't cost a lot in this wonky roller coaster season. Fair enough.
0: Frank our chat uh, just did a big thank you Frank. We told everyone to comment thank you Frank so I hope you appreciate yeah. that. You're doing great work.
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks. No, I'm uh, uh working for the my, people. This is my yeah. This is my Super Bowl, so I'm uh I'll sleep on Saturday.
0: And this is coming from a guy who was at the Super Bowl. Uh big Super Bowl day, I guess. The day is March 3rd. I'll be hosting. Frank will be up in his insider cam. Nick Alberga, Jay Rosehill, Matt Larkin, Pete Blackburn, Stephen Ellis, Mike McKenna. Everyone's going to be around. It is going to be four hours of commercial free hockey talk on the daily face off YouTube. If you're not subscribed yet, go do it and tune in Friday. Frank, we're going to have a good time and I know you'll be digging up some good news. Can't wait.
1: I'll see what I can do on the Oilers front between now and then. Yes, the sir, phones, Frank, yes, sir.
0: Ken's ear. Frank Saravalli's appearance brought to you by Star Mechanical, starmechanical.ca. They got over 50 plumbers and gas fitters on staff, 35 of which are Red Seal journeymen. And they said, if Frank needs a nap, he can just come borrow one of the trucks. He can just go sit in the back of the truck. Someone will drive around and Frank will just take a nap in the back. There you go. That's service. That is service. That's the kind of service you get with Star Mechanical. Uh, talking about forwards, one, maybe two. Interesting. I like the Domi idea. Liam, I can see the glow on your face as I say it, but that's a guy who gives you a little bit of snarl. He can play up and down your lineup, play a couple different positions. He's not a right shot, which I don't love, but we talked, Frank said 1.3 million in cap space. Domi at half retained is 1.5. You can almost make this bad boy work. I'd take Bertuzzi over Domi though. Yeah, but you're going to pay more for Bertuzzi. That's fine. So next year's first for Bertuzzi or this year's second for Domi. I, I don't well, know you anything. You could I'm do just both saying, if that's the cost. I mean, you could, I guess. Right? One or two. Yeah. Oh, we should go Radish. I like when the he, Radish
2: idea. But he, I mean, Johnny Lunchpail. I'm intrigued by it For the, how much is it going to cost? We just saw what know went for. He's going to have to pay for that for a Radish. Maybe he, does, he doesn't bring as much, but still scored, what, 14 goals this yeah, season?
0: Yeah, he won't be Geno because he doesn't have that extra element, right? He's not from Saskatchewan. And there you go. He's not from Saskatchewan.
2: But he's in the Ariadne.
0: <laughs> That's that only has currency in one place and one place only. So your would, mind.
2: <laughs> would you move Yamamoto for Domi and Radish? Yes. Yeah. That was kind of a silly question. 100%. I percent say that too. Yeah. Yeah. That was silly. Sign the papers.
0: Yamamoto for Domi and Radish. Yeah. You probably throw a pick and in a third. Yeah, probably second. I don't know, fourth or something. Yeah, maybe i yeah. do it. Yeah, right. Well, I, I just don't know what is going on with that guy. If that guy had half the touch he used to have when it was the yam dry nudge or dry, yeah. yam, well, I, right, dry dry and Kai, and Kai. Right, yeah. dry and Kai, uh, we would have what we would have beat Boston by two. Yeah. It's tough. He, he's fighting it right See, now. I but, know. I feel for him. But yeah. that maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Salvatore says, what about getting Zach Cassian back in the mix? <laughs> I joked about that earlier in the season when he was getting healthy, scratched like crazy, but he's got an extra year on that deal. Right. That's Again, deal. if he was like last year of the deal and you could get him for a million bucks, I'd be like, yeah, bring him in. He's good in the room. All that stuff. But no, uh, probably not a fit. We hear a lot of smoke connecting them to Nick Bukestad, but I'm Lawson not. Lawson He's I Jay, I think they're dealing with the margins right now. I don't think they're dealing with significant ads like that. And I also think they want to keep their cap flexibility for the summer. I think that's something that's worth keeping in mind. The cap could potentially go up. We We need it to go up. We have about 10 million right now yeah I but think. i think it'll jump up a couple million here hey, i mean if you were to move yamamoto you'd be getting three million off the books for next year as well and that'd give you a little bit more free agency money mm-hmm. um
2: mm-hmm. i want to see are you guys okay with losing another character like yamamoto
0: though mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's good in the room though are you like <sighs> i'm watching with the he's least high, he's high energy and he's fun yeah the guys like him i know i know because
2: then you also add guys like Duncan Keith was gone. Yeah. Mike Smith, Chris Russell, just in the summer, just those guys. And you move Barry and Poyavi, and then you move Yamamoto, you're losing a lot of character. And you I'm are. not saying the guys are coming in on, but like I think you were just going to say, Ty, the players the Leafs brought in are all like highly competitive players who have won Stanley Cups so or whatever. Right? And they didn't
0: so. move out. Who's the, who's the key piece in the room they moved out? I know the Swedes have a tight bond in that room. So there's that. And Paul? It, yeah, again, the Swedes in that room. Oh, is had he a, Swedish? Is he Swedish?
2: I think so. Yeah. I thought he was French Canadian. Yeah. Considering his name is Pierre.
0: My I don't think I'm going that crazy. Yeah, he's born know. in Sweden. Oh, well, they have it. So the Swedes, they moved but us they grew us up. up in Montreal. In Pierre. Pierre's a Europeany name. In France. Yeah. In France. <laughs> well, I mean it's <laughs> maybe Switzerland will give you. Modern day people Pierre move. LeBron, around. <laughs> Pierre LeBron. Yeah. Pierre Maguire, which doesn't sound French, but yeah. I was going <laughs> to say what, um, anyways, the point is I, this summer, I think those will be shopping for a righty no matter what they do, whether Yamamoto is in or out. But if you move Yamamoto, you open up three mil. Um, if we're talking about things that I'd like to see happen in the summer, Connor Brown, I could see him being the one year one, one that got month. away. One year, one and a half million dollar kind of thing this summer. But that's a conversation for another day. Connor Brown's out for the rest of the season, so you can't get him now. Um, Taking some questions here in the chat. Wise Kyle says, TVR at 50% for a fifth. Domi at 50% and Radish for Yanmark and Kulak. That's probably not that realistic. TVR at 50% for a fifth isn't enough. TVR has legit value on the market. Domi at 50 and Radish for Yanmark and Kulak. Chicago wants future pieces. Not old roster players so you're probably off on both of those even though i'll say all three of them are solid targets and we heard frank say we heard frank say that domi could be a guy that uh that makes sense where tuesday varana package is happening isn't it they can't afford that you (laughs) (laughs)
1: You
0: know what and tonight i'm gonna go buy myself a lamborghini because why not is you, you need to, you can't go bring it. How would they bring in $9 million in cap it? Half retain. On each of them. Yep. So that's four and a half. Four, four and, and a half, half. million. Okay. Yammo out. I mean, send down Yanmark. Send and Mark,
2: for- sure. Then you would get it.
0: There you go. Uh, it is a short for giant game day today on the show. We do need to. But I, I don't know why we're talking about. Verana. For- you signed in the off season. We don't like. But he scores so much. I don't know. Well, has he though? How's, how's this year been? How has he been in the HL? Tyler Mulich says, uh, Verana Bukestad, Gudis. Frank, oh, hey, cold is, the, water on the, the. What is the love for Bukestad outside of just being massive?
2: I think that's it. I think his cap. I think his cap it's, is a love. Radish yeah.
0: then is like, yeah. I love that cap at I, 14 goals. And he's a righty. And he's a righty. <laughs> what well, are, So is Bukestad. What are people in the chat telling me I should do? I'm so confused. Take your shirt off? Maybe.
2: What are people?
0: Someone just said, Tyler, you should do it. It would look good on you. And then someone else said it too. And then they retracted the message. Oh, I'm the very... Lamborghini. Oh, oh. yeah. That's no, true. maybe. Jay and I'll meet after about increasing my pay for the remainder of the season and then I'll get back to, yeah, that but that's to death more. you. You drive a Lamborghini whilst trying to consume lunch. Is <laughs> hey, good. I shared my taquitos with you today. I had a taquito. It was delicious. Thank it you. Was very it was good. very good. I just needed. I, I still haven't <laughs> had lunch yet, which is crazy for me. Uh, all right. Shout out to our friends at Sherwood Ford, the giant. Remember their Ford mobile service is a really neat little thing. It's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons you should be using short Ford, the giant next time you need a new vehicle the oilers testimonial nation bronco is at short ford right now uh just because some warranty recall stuff that happens from time to time so using the valet service so showed up to work they picked up my car and they're dropping it back off this afternoon as if nothing happened that is unbelievable like think about that you're just at work they come grab your car fix it up bring it back your day is not disrupted at all Not disrupt me one bit except for i had to go outside and give them the keys yeah Yep, that's annoying. The things I do, you know, folks. Uh, The Toronto Maple Leafs roll into town on a three game winning streak. They're seven and three in their last 10. So annoying in the building. This team has 37 wins in 60 games this season, and they have retooled this lineup in a significant way. Let's take a look at how the Leafs will line up tonight, starting with the top line Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and Michael Bunting. Bunting, three goals in his last five games, pending UFA. You know, the Oilers like grabbing former Maple Leafs on the free agent market and signing them for and, a lot of money. And he's a prick to play against, too. Yeah, he's a prick. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly on the second line with John Tavares and William Nylander. All three of these players have three goals in their last five. Again, this Leafs team humming along pretty well. We're going to get a look at Ryan O'Reilly in this hockey game as well, which I know will make uh, yeah. Rick upset, make you a little upset that he's wearing a Leafs jersey. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Third line, David Camp with Callie Yarncrock and Alexander Kerfoot. Noel Achari with Sam Lafferty and Zach Aston Reese is the fourth line. That's good the, fourth line. Yeah, the D pairings for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Morgan Riley with Justin Hall, Jake McCabe with TJ Brody, Mark Giordano with Timothy Lilligren. Sounds like, from what we heard in pregame avails, Luke Shen and Eric Gustafson won't make it in time. Uh, For this game here tonight. surprising, actually, that Shen won't be able to make it in Vancouver. Yeah, he's in Vancouver. Um, But this is the sixth the Leafs are expected to go with. Oklahoma must be shut down. Yeah, he's driving. Uh, The goalie tonight for the Toronto Maple Leafs is going to be, or is likely going to be, Ilya Samsonov. Stopped 26 of 27 for his third straight victory last time he was out between the pipes. For the Edmonton Oilers, let's dig into our line combinations for them. Connor McDavid with Leon Draisaitl and Zach Hyman. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Kyler Yamamoto. And what? Vinny DeHarnay. Yes, it's because the Oilers are going 11-7 and seven again. You really need to fill that second line left wing, eh? Yeah, or flip Hyman back to the left side, get a righty. Or Evander Kane's healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flip him to the left. Move. Get already. ready. Yeah. 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 Yes. Or again, with Kane being healthy, I, I feel like. No, Yeah, when pushed down. He's not a second yeah. line player right now. What the that hell are we even talking about? Um, the reason, if you're like, why is Day up there? Again, 11 and 7. The way Woodcroft's kind of working it, and I would expect him to continue to do this tonight, is those five forwards up at the top really just cycle through with each yep. other. And then they play Mishmash. a third line of McLeod, Fogel, Yanmark, and a fourth Janmark line. Yanmark of- had a pretty good game against he had, Boston. He had a really good yeah. game. I thought he was buzzing. That third line had a good game against Boston. Yeah. Fogel is now starting to be a little bit more consistent so i really hope that can continue
2: drives to play a little bit more too yeah yeah
0: okay sorry continue um yeah no i like that fogel has kind of played himself off the trade block in my opinion because you don't if that guy can keep playing as engaged as he is he'll be a force for them in the playoffs it's just a matter of him keeping it going you know yeah uh klim cost and ryan and devin shore as the fourth line shore is back up with the team right liam
2: yes last time we spoke Mm -hmm. he was on the team
0: yep There you go. He's probably been sent down and recalled in the last. I actually minutes. think he has, and like, in the last days since they started making all these moves. Uh, the D pairings for the Oilers: Nurse with CeCe, Ekholm with Bouchard, Broberg, Kulak, and DeHarnay. And some combination will make up for or six seven or the five six seven spots on the blue line. Whoa! I stumbled my way through that. Um, but yeah, there you go. That is how the Oilers could line up tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs. No I have a word- deadline acquisition for us. Okay, Dylan Holloway. Oh, yeah. I hate that, though. I hate when they do the whole guy coming back. Evander Kane's going to be a deadline ad for oh, us. Oh, I can't. Ken, why did you say that? Oh, did the Red Wings just get it? Yeah. Dylan Larkin's got an extension in Detroit. Eight and a half. Breaking news from Pierre LeBron. Eight by 8.7 is the deal for Dylan uh. Larkin to stay a member of the Detroit Red Wings. So the Red Wings lock up their captain. Uh, here's a little head-to-head. Connor McDavid against Austin Matthews. This is the Sherwood Ford Giant wow, matchup of double the game. The points. <laughs> It's pretty funny. Connor (laughs) McDavid, 22 more goals than Austin Matthews, even though he's only played eight more games. Austin Matthews having a bit of a down year. Leafs fans would quickly sit there and tell you, oh, but he's playing way better defensively. And well, you know, he's actually not. When you look at the metrics, he's just having a straight up down season. After potting sixty two yesterday or last season, Connor McDavid is now taking the reins as the best goal scorer in the NHL. And I would imagine our pal ninety seven is going to be fired up to keep the goal streak going. Maybe he, he hits sixty tonight.
2: Uh, I mean, it's right there for the taking. That was no. my phone. No. Um, how many games did it take Matthews to score fifty last year?
0: Wasn't it sixty one?
2: I thought he was 62. I uh, might have been 62. And how many is it taking McDavid? 61. Okay, just wanted to check.
0: So he's on the same pace, but I'm hoping he can like because right now he's on pace for 67. <laughs> yeah. I just think he can finish with 70. Like, it's just so ridiculous to pull up his game logs. Cause you know, for like some players, they'd be like, oh, hey, they're on like a four-game point streak. And then be like, wow, that guy's hot. Or would be like, ah, he's on a four-game multi-point streak or a four-game goal streak. You'd be like, wow, that's crazy. Connor McDavid has two goals in four straight games. (laughs) That's ridiculous. That's like better than video game numbers. He's also shooting. He is in full sim mode. Yeah. We're living in a simulation.
2: Confirmed. simulation. It's his league and we just watch it.
0: 32 shots on goal in his last five games as well. He's averaging north of six shots on goal a game. His line tonight. because we're behind and he's just getting pissed. Know, and he's trying yeah. to will us back to victory. But his line tonight is set at four and a half. And I'm still betting on the over for shots on goal. It better be plus. It's minus 120. Books oh, are just. <laughs> are we dogs tonight? Home dogs. We better Home be. Home dogs. Like, uh, yeah. The Leafs roster is legit. Oh, it's very yeah. good, but they are still the Leafs, But you still have to admit it's legit. Uh, let's very skip good. ahead, let's get into our betway talk here for this evening. Hit that button, Aaron. Shout out to Betway 19. Plus. Please play responsibly. The Oily Boys are home dogs tonight at Rogers Place, welcoming in the Toronto Maple Leafs Edmonton plus 105 on the money line. If you want to flip that puck line around and you say, Hey. I think the Oilers are going to blow them out this evening. Plus 220 is the payout you would get there. We do have our Betway Game Day Big Bet Challenge. I'm 5-6, and six, but up 1.65 units. Liam, down just under two units. And then ringing up the rear is Jay. 1-10. and Hey, so since we started this, I've always been betting on the Oilers to win yep. with some kind of success component attached to it. So yeah. I'm betting, I, I'm, I'm staying on brand
2: and even when and they, they
0: should have beat boston yeah just two mistakes two mistakes and some bad bounces and bad finishing abilities in front of the net yep uh and, so and, you're going Oilers money line Connor 2 plus well the Oilers are going to win connor's getting <laughs> two points i stand by that statement forever ever forever mm-hmm. any game he plays in if they, if he wins if that team wins he's likely to get two points that's fair. Liam, you're uh, keeping it simple today.
2: I'm a simple man today. Oilers money line plus 105.
0: Good man. Yeah. I respect that. <laughs> I'm not taking a side in this one. Yeah, I'm- you're scared. <laughs> you scared. I'm sitting in first place though. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oilers penalty yeah. kill sucks. Oilers power play, very good. McDavid, good on the power play. Matthews, good on the power play. Them to each get a power play point, plus 300. He I like would cheer spot. for Matthews to Score. Oh, you've done stuff like this too. On this, don't yes, you have. Don't what even have I pretend. done. There was a game a week ago. We had to convince you to not take the Islanders. They weren't <laughs> yeah, even playing the I, Oilers. Yeah, just because I I'm, I I'm, I'm, I'm I was and thankfully I didn't. I think that's the only game I won. No, I, I still lost. You did. Just don't don't mess with what I I got a system. Well, clearly a betting system. I am betting with my heart. At yep. some point, that pays off. It's eventually undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like it. We got a question in the chat about uh, Jack Campbell. I actually believe it's going to be Stuart Skinner. It should be. Uh, Jack Campbell stayed out late with the extras and Skinner didn't take part in pregames or in uh, morning skate. So (laughs) my buddies are roasting you in my group chat. For what? (laughs) Tyler Oilers have one million cap space. Jay, we should trade for Matthews, McKinnon and Panarin. (laughs) You guys are crazy. (laughs) You guys are crazy. Could we get that's half the possible. Red Wings roster, guys? That's not possible. <laughs> what I described is possible. <laughs> to be fair, it is. I just don't yes, think it's, thank it's, you. it's thank possible, you. but it's not realistic. So I'll end with that. Uh, I do like behind the scenes that we got like a smirking Frank Saravali looking. It's always funny of, when it um, freezes. It's, yeah, it's got something on his you know. Uh, he stayed for a couple of seconds there you go that's what we've been looking at on our screen <laughs> as frank saravalli yeah frank saravalli freeze cam brought to you by yeah. star mechanical yeah uh we do need to wrap this show up here at some point because i have a radio hit to i gotta watch. have lunch yeah i could go for a bite to eat as well And the well. game's at, five. Game's six. Like six. at six. Six.
1: Oh,
2: yeah nice why surprise did, why eh? do i
0: think it was at five
2: i, I thought it was at five too Maybe I just assume because... The
0: yeah, because the Leafs around. come to town and we just roll the red carpet, yeah. whatever their rules are. They're already... This is the thing that drives me nuts about all those games when the Leafs are in town. It's about 80% Leafs fans in there. Yep. I and know. I bet you 50 to 65% of those Leafs fans the next day, the next oh game, gosh. are wearing their McDavid jersey.
2: Oh, I hate that so much. Yeah, you can't much. do
0: that. So much. Uh, I see you. I see you, and I hear you at those games. It's annoying. There was a lot of Bruins fans the other day too. Yeah, Bruins, Bruins, Bruins travel. Well, that once again, Oilers fans converted. Yeah, because their grandpa knew Bobby Orr or went (laughs) to his book signing in. Sudbury to okay. uh, 1973. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to wrap this up with our shirt for giant keys to victory. Drop them in the chat and also hit the subscribe button before you leave the show today as well. I'd love to get to 10 K at some point soon. I Let's said go. in the month of March, I want to get to 10 K. So help me reach that goal. And when Liam and I have to assign something. To oh, ha- yeah, People were saying the Uremchuk calendar. What, what What is that, what do you mean? I don't know. I don't what know. Does it that even scares mean? me. Short for giant keys to victory tonight that's for the an Oilers' calendar, because that's
1: interesting.
2: Premium, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to pay a lot for that. Uh, Oilers <laughs> taking on the Leafs. I am just going to say, limit the mistakes, folks. I'm excited to see Matthias Ekholm. I think he'll help in that regard. But we saw the Oilers largely keep pace with the Boston Bruins team, who's the best team in the NHL. And what killed them was their mistakes. So. Don't lose your man in coverage. Hustle back if there's an odd man. Do the little things right tonight, and you will come away with a giant victory. That's my key. That's exactly like it's yeah. not these aren't teams you can outscreen mistakes on. Nope. So like there was a lot of promise from that Boston game because we did kind of like mm-hmm. we did a good job in it. And yet, yeah, a couple gaps and just we had those scoring chances and just. Just, yeah, oh, come on. oh, that, when they were down five on three and almost freaking scored Why don't we end, kill penalties like that all the time? Like, we controlled the play. It was wild. I think it's one of those things. Remember when the Oilers blew that lead to St. Louis earlier in the year, even though they had a power play? I think there's, like, something that messes with players when they're on the ice for a power play like that and not thinking, let's score. They're thinking, okay, we can't get scored on. Yeah. Yeah. By yeah. The five on three, the Chris Chalmers yeah. mentality. Yeah. yeah.
2: In the five, that five on three at the end, the mentality is it truly doesn't matter if they score here yeah. and you can put so much pressure on
0: yeah. In other games. I guess if they score, it
2: probably matters a little bit more.
0: Fair enough. All right. That's going to be a wrap on today's edition of the show. Shout out to our friends at the sports closet at home, 14 jerseys. They can make it happen for you the same way they made Jay's clean cost in Jersey happen. That's why we love the sports closet. Check out their stock online, SportsCloset.ca. also our friends at Sherwood Ford, the giant, give them a follow on Instagram at Sherwood Ford, the giant. Love a good short for the Giant game day. Love trade season. Love the trade talk. Love Frank Cervalli's appearance for Star Mechanical. And I would love to see an Oilers victory tonight. Enjoy the game, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow, on Noon Mountain.